Michelle. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, mini appleist viking eatingist one on oneiest recap podcast of the bachelorette ever i like this because it makes it sound like they actually ate vikings so that's fun <laughs> they, they might as well have that sure. that challenge was uh yeah i wouldn't have done it uh <laughs> but hey we're in minnesota so everyone's going to do fake put on accents yeah yay right. we love that <laughs> So excited. Uh, it's really, yeah, it's super weird to see like the town you visit a couple times a week <laughs> uh-huh. on your TV. <laughs> it's like very strange. Um, and that's Woodbury. I mean, like that's very specific. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, and I actually, to commemorate Minnesota week, this was just kind of happenstance because I was craving it anyway. But I ate a salad that I got in Woodbury while I was watching the episode of oh, wow. Michelle walking down the halls of her old Woodbury High School. Uh, so that's before- how dedicated we are. People often question our dedication <laughs> to The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And let me ask you, out of all the Bachelor, Bachelorette podcasts out there, how many of them are going to a town and getting a salad? Because right. I mean, yeah, no one else went to Woodbury this week to get a salad, I don't think, right? I doubt it. I doubt, doubt it. it. I get. I bet I was the only one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. Okay, so I actually have a question about the beginning of this episode because she's sitting with her parents like she did at the first episode, and I was trying to figure out if – is that their house? I'm guessing that's their house. I'm guessing they still live in Woodbury. Yes, I, I assumed it was their house. I have a lot of issues with the entire setup of of all of this. So <laughs> okay, okay. On on the one hand, I am happy that we are you know we're starting to travel again in, in the world of the Bachelor and the Bachelorette because all of the resort seasons have been varying degrees of strange yeah, and uh, very DIY. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I kind of prefer where they're going when they're like, "Oh, we're going to Machu Picchu," as opposed to. We went to Party USA and and bought some balloons. It's just not the same. <laughs> and so now we're at this halfway point where they're like, we're going to the Midwest, which is better than Party City. Uh, but this is her hometown. Why, why is this happening? I don't want this to happen. Is this, well, it, We're on the 11-man hometown? I don't think so. I am well, not this, interested. Well, this is the other weird thing, right? They're staying in Minneapolis. She's from Woodbury. These mm-hmm. places are like a half an hour away from each other. Yes. Yes. This is like when people say that they are from Chicago, but we know that they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're from they're like, like oh, Naperville. Actually, it's Arlington Heights. And you're like, well, that's not Chicago. Yeah. Let me tell <laughs> you, you know? something about people from Chicago. Literally no one you have ever talked to who says I'm from Chicago is actually from Chicago. That's they, a fact. They don't exist. It's they a lot like Nashville these days. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, yeah. So that is like, that bugs me. Like even any city like that. I understand why people say that because it's like, oh, it's easier. But so when she's like, oh, this is 
what okay so she and joe go on the first one-on-one and they're like we're in our hometown and it's like well you're not i mean you're in joe's hometown i think he actually grew up in minneapolis but like you grew up in woodbury and that's me being extremely nitpicky and i'm sure because like i you know in more normal times we'll be spending a lot more time in the twin cities being close to them but um that's not I'm not going to say that I live there. I I usually describe it as like I live here, it's this far away from the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So that to orient myself in space and I'm like, you know, we're right on the border and they're like, "Oh, that makes sense." And yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm sure she went there a lot when she was growing up, but it isn't her hometown technically. Nope. I mean, okay, I'm thinking like, you know, because I can't um verify everybody's like hometown stuff but like nick vile went to waukesha he didn't go to milwaukee yeah he was and like waukesha let's... sucks yeah he's Could like let's go to waukesha and it's like well that's commitment you know so i was actually really glad that she brought joe to woodbury for the date um, I mm-hmm. agree that it's weird to have them all there but i i'm guessing they could only travel x number of times and yep. they probably found because there's like a lot. I, I I kind of know where they're staying in Minneapolis. Like I'm familiar with that area. And there's like downtown Minneapolis is like a lot of downtowns where you're like, yeah, no one actually like hangs out there. There's yeah. nothing to do. It's so just like going to banks or working <laughs> at banks. Not it. You can't even like get food downtown really because all the restaurants close by five because it's yeah. like when people are done working for that. And now I don't even know, like in the during times, you know, what's even open these mm, days. Pot belly sandwiches. Yeah. I actually tried. I, well, whatever. I was in Minneapolis one time and I tried to go to a pot belly or something like that, or it was a Panera and it was like closed. And I was like, so pissed anyway. Cause <laughs> it was like five Oh five. And I was like, what is this bullshit? Um, so that's downtown Minneapolis for you. And so they're probably at some hotel that's like, oh, we because like Minneapolis is also like a big conference city. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of conferences happen there. And so one time I was I was staying at a hotel downtown for a conference and there were like three other conferences at the hotel. And I was going to one at an art museum, like not far, you know, like a mile away. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure they're just like hungry <laughs> for visitors and they're like, yes, please do all the weird date shit here like you were <laughs> doing at that much fancier place, you know, in the desert. Oh, just sure, do it sure. here. So I'm I, sure there's just conference rooms just begging for it. I, <laughs> I'm sure we haven't seen the last of the DIY dates. They just oh, changed yeah. venues, but they probably aren't going to get to travel after this or if they do it's just going to be to another like mm-hmm. big resort somewhere that's what i'm thinking or yeah. i mean they, they might stick it out until hometowns like just stay yeah. there for two weeks three weeks whatever and then they'll just end in some you know they'll go to hawaii or, or key west or something and that's where they'll do the, the finale so they we'll just see. go to they just go to Mexico and like do paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, we knew this place was we we could yeah, rent it. We're allowed so here. We just yeah, did sure, that. Sure. Yeah. Just I do want to say simple. one one thing about the multiple conferences in one giant conference place thing. So, okay. 
couple weeks ago, I had to go to a conference for work and it was, it was in Chicago, actual Chicago. Not like these people who say they're from Chicago and they're, they were actually born and raised in Joliet. Okay. I was in real Chicago and, uh, there was two conferences going on. There was like the, the digital summit or whatever I was going to. And then there was like a weed convention <laughs> at the same hotel. Same hotel, same conference center, digital oh. summit upstairs, weed downstairs. And everywhere I went, people were asking me about the weed conference and, and which weed company I worked for. And if I yeah. was enjoying the weed conference, do I look like a weed yes. guy? Yeah. <laughs> what does this say about me? <laughs> I would much more believe that you're going to the weed conference. I would believe that too. And to the digital whatever conference. Yeah. And, and also if you want to talk about how out of place I felt, uh, so I'm at this conference and everybody's like sport coats and nice shoes that are shiny and I'm fashionable and hip and I work in marketing. And I was wearing uh, jeans and a, and a Newport hoodie. Uh, Newport is a, is a local bar here in, in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, I felt a little underdressed and to the point where I felt a bit uncomfortable and then at some point, a guy from like across the room right before a breakout session thing is like, hey, Newport guy. And he like ran over to me. He's just like, yeah, I love the Newport. There's like five of us. We go there all the time, blah, blah. And he's just like chatting me up. So I, oh, I wow. felt like I was the bell of the ball that day. Yeah. Anyways, that's, the bachelorette. <laughs> that's like when, when I'm at a conference and like my tattoos are showing and someone's like, oh my God, Scott Pilgrim. You know, let me talk to you, stranger. Hi, I'm gonna go put on a cardigan. Little do they know, I was just comfortable. I didn't want to talk about my favorite bar. That's yeah. Um, so I actually have when I was in Minneapolis for that for that conference. So like I was, there wasn't really. I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was any hotel that was all that close to the venue. Everything was about a mile away, and they had like shuttles. But I just walked because I'm weird and wanted to. And it was really hot. So it wasn't always a good idea. <laughs> Sometimes I showed up very sweaty. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it was a very fun conference. And it was like data visualization. And it was like I was one of the best conferences I've ever been to. The lead singer of OK Go presented. And a few months later, I saw him at a concert that he was performing in. And, mm-hmm. and I told him that I went to this conference and he was like, Oh my God. And like, we started talking about like video games and documentaries and stuff. Uh, didn't mean to just like throw in a humble break. But, uh, when I was at the hotel, the hotel had like an educators conference and, and then like another, like a healthcare something or other. And so most people thought I was there as an educator and they, they were like, oh, are you here for the teacher things? And I was like, uh, no, I'm doing the other nerdy thing. So I kind of had the opposite <laughs> experience as you because I think I think more people would think that I was going to the educators conference than the data visualization conference. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it was just a bunch of like, you know, teachers who were excited about, you know, being out of a school building. So <laughs> it was really nice. And I understand that because that was my mom. So uh, anyway, so Michelle and Joe have a date. So they're they're They were hanging out in Minneapolis, but then also Woodbury because they went and saw a twins game mm-hmm. and and they did the kiss cam thing. Oh, we love um, the kiss cam. Yeah. This is what I think is really 
odd, but maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know. I can't believe she remembers her locker. Yeah, I that is could weird. not I, tell you <laughs> at all. I I don't even know. Like, if you were to take me back to my old high school, I don't even think that I could like get to the general area where my locker was. Right. And part of that was the way that my high school was laid out. I think if, if you took me back to middle school, I think I know at least like the general area where my locker was, but I, I could not in a million years point it out. So clearly either that's not actually her locker or she has a crazy memory or, or, and I think this is a possibility too. I wonder if they, if they keep records of this and, and the production team was actually just like, oh, excuse me, can you uh, look up Michelle's old locker so she could <laughs> pretend to know which one it was? Yeah, I just don't know. Well, and also like I, every school I went to, I think, I'm trying to remember, but I think every school I went to, we changed lockers every year. Mm-hmm. So we had our own, and a lot of the schools, we had our own locks, but then we would just move it from locker to locker and they would, cause you would be in like the same hallway as everyone your grade. Yeah. So I don't remember having a locker for more than one year. Cause I remember like in high school, I had one in the basement, um, one year and I, I was a senior that year. And the only reason I remember that is because somebody like loudly asked me to prom in front of my locker. Ew. And I turned him down. That's right. And then he asked me like four more times. And then I still turned him down. Nice. (laughs) So I just have that memory of like, I know I was at my locker and I know I was in the basement. But yeah, I I had it on other floors and other places. And since then, they've like, I think, redone the whole school. So it's not like I, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when people would come into the Ambassador Hotel and ask me questions about Jeffrey Dahmer. And I'd be like, I can't tell you that. Because literally the rooms aren't the same and no mm-hmm. one kept records. So no, one, yeah. you know, so these morbid, weird looky loos who want to come in and look at a murder room or whatever, you know, and he, nothing even happened at the hotel. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Why am I bringing up these weird examples <laughs> today? My brain is obviously just completely rotted from the inside out. Just thinking about organic chemistry in my final coming up. I'm just like, I don't know anything anymore. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I, Michelle is the kind of person who would remember her locker though. Yeah, that's true. Like she's so like on the ball with everything. I believed her when she said, no, yeah, this is actually my locker. And I think she might remember it. Plus she like was very involved in things. I mean, so was I, but I don't remember my locker, but uh, she was very like involved in things and she, you know, she's, she's one of those lucky people who can go through a, you know, a case at a school and be like, there's a picture of me. And I'm like, there's no picture of me anywhere. Um, so that, that was kind of neat, I guess, you know, reliving those, those days, uh, in a high school, not far from my house. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre. Uh, so, this I thought was like a nice green flag moment is when she said to Joe that he reminded her of her dad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want uh, anyone to ever say that to me. <laughs> you remind me of my dad and my brother. I think that was like her exact quote. <laughs> like, are you sexually attracted to either of them? Because I don't know about that. I just, 
I don't know. Listen, I didn't want to date my dad, but that's kind of what's happening with us. <laughs> so I hate to say it, but I just think it'd be weird. Like, what if, what if, like, someone you were dating is just like you're just like my mom and my sister. Like, wouldn't that feel weird? I don't know. I think. I mean, Tuck tells me I'm like his sister all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe it's just me. We what are I... a lot alike. We are a yeah. lot alike. It's like not. I don't know. It's not weird to me because he really gets along with his sister well. See, and I think that's the key. If yeah. you have a contentious relationship with your family, um, well, then I yeah, that's probably not what you want to hear. But sure, that makes sense. Well, and the two of us get along, so it's like yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like a. It's not like a weird, I don't know. It doesn't feel weird to me, but I, I, you know, they always, I mean, they, I don't, who's they, but I'm like, they always say that <laughs> you. The straw man I've created. <laughs> but no, people say that, right? That yeah. like you end up dating like a version of your parent or like someone in your family because it's like sure. familiar or whatever. Um, but she's got a good relationship with her parents. And mm-hmm. also that kind of gave her some understanding as to like, oh, you seem pretty reserved, like my dad. And he's like, yeah, you know, I I am like that. And then to hear, I mean, uh, that was hard to hear him break down about his injury and, yeah. you know, like, and like the mind fuck of not, like the thing that you thought you were going to do for a really long time, you know, like not being able to do that, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you know, yeah, it was a good moment for them to get closer and connect on something. And I think it's a good sign that he felt comfortable enough to open himself up like that. And I think that was something that Michelle probably needed to keep moving with him. So yeah, all in all, I thought it was a really good, a good date. And that Mm -hmm. they, they really, I mean, I can't imagine he's not going to be in like the final two. I really, I don't know feel like he's almost got it in the bag, but oh sure sure yeah. yeah he's he's uh he's cruising he's doing well and I, he he's one of the guys where you know we had that brief scare in the beginning but he, he seems to be a strong contender at this point in a field of men where there's only a handful of, of standouts and a lot of duds so yeah it's not like last season that's for sure but there's there's like a yeah there's a good handful and joe just seems really solid i would be thrilled if she picked him there's Mm -hmm. i I don't see her while she's whittling down i think she's making good choices so i don't think it's gonna turn out to be something where at the end she ends up with someone just like terrible so at least it's not gonna be like a becca season where you're like why no cut it out you know like that's just the oh, worst there's, there's been a few of those few of those seasons for yeah, sure that one was like the the absolute worst example of that because i'm just like i that was when i was still reading spoilers and i'm like i know what's gonna happen he's <laughs> just watching the car crash in slow motion that's yeah. always fun. Yeah, it was just so I don't know. Hannah depressing. Hannah Brown. Woo. That was a rough one too. Yeah, that Come was on. rough too. I was just so well, it, oh my God. That was that was real bad. It's just like you have Tyler or you have garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you chose garbage. I just can't who who would walk away from Tyler? It just makes no sense. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, that does still make me mad. <laughs> And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go like date Gigi Hadid for a while. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you, buddy. So, okay. So we we get a group date. And um, I, 
I had a hard time watching this because I just like didn't want any part of like a Viking state. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I we're going like, to get yelled it. at by cosplayers and then eat weird garbage. I just, I'm just like, <laughs> I hate the Vikings and I uh, have to deal with it enough living here. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, ugh. Art imitating life. I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but of course they, it's like, it's kind of interesting the, that they still do gross food challenges, but now, I mean, hopefully they'll continue to do more culturally sensitive gross food challenges. Like <laughs> this felt fine to me. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, these are like old Viking foods that probably like nobody eats anymore. And like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it just felt fine and normal. And I loved Brandon through this. He just kept being like, it's chicken. I'm eating chicken. It's fine. Like, I thought that that was great. He was trying to trick himself into yeah. feeling okay. Really, really tackling the psychological aspects. I appreciate that. Yeah. He was like, this is just chicken. I'm just eating chicken. And then uh, Chris S. was predictably a total baby. And he was just like, oh, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. It's like, oh then, my walk God. then walk I away. Then walk away. throw this dweeb in a trash can. You dweeb okay, is so the best name for him, I wish, really. I wish she would have taken Chris S. on the high school date. And then she Ugh. could have given him a wedgie into a swirly. And then as he cried, put him upside down on a trash can. That's what Chris S. needs. Yeah, I just hate him so much. Yeah. Bullying is bad unless you bully Chris S. That's <laughs> like... if you're if you're bullying a trust fund kid, it's fine. They can just cry into their pile of money. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not too worried about him. But yeah, what a baby and he's so like selfish and just self-centered and just like dude come on and it's exhausting yeah. you know and he's clearly not that interested in her as a person he's just interested in the idea of of like winning like he i, I feel like he deserves or he he thinks that he deserves to win you know yeah. like he's calculated oh, yeah. this oh I, you know, I said this and this, so you should do this, this, and this. Like, no, dude, nobody owes you anything. Fuck off. Yeah, he just, he totally, he just sucks. Like, I just, and I, I don't, I wouldn't do well on a gross out challenge. No. Like, I would just be like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, eh, I don't like, think I'm going to fish. <laughs> I don't like you enough. Sorry. I don't like anyone enough. So that's just not going to happen. But. Uh, have fun, everybody. No, uh, so that's great. Yeah, so so that I just wouldn't do, but I also wouldn't handle it the way that Chris did. But it was like very satisfying to just watch him be like, oh, "I can't do this. I can't do this." Um, okay, I'm gonna read you a little bit from <laughs> this vulture recap because it's it's really good. Okay. Um, so so you know, Clayton predictably does really well, right? And that's mm -hmm. not. That's not surprising. And um, I think the the men who did well on this date are the ones that you would expect to do well because either they've got uh, strength on their side or they're spirited and, you know, so so that's cool. But all right, mm -hmm. here's here's the part. Uh, Chris S. Meanwhile, gets the shrimp edit. <laughs> We're given his woodland creature war cry. His struggle <laughs> at other various physical acts. And later when the men are made to dress in Viking-ish attire, Flattering for some more so than others. 
Uh, Olu in particular gets to flaunt the ornate grooves of his midsection. Oh my gosh. Well, this person's mm. very excited about Olu. Okay. Chris has is given a half donkey suit, which obviously he stews over. There's some consumption of various gnarly delicacies, which is a gambit the show has gone to a bunch over the years, but I guess it's less culturally fraught this time around, giving the cuisine in question is Nordic. That's what I just said. Uh, Anyway, highlighted dishes include the head hash and fermented herring, to which Rodney, dear sweet Rodney, innocently inquires, are they crunchy? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Clayton wins. Chris looks so bad. And that was really the best part, really the best part of the whole uh, like show for me was just like watching him just be a loser. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so... Let's see what else. Anything else on there? I, there wasn't really a whole lot that I got took away from the group date outside of that. And then, you know, props to Michelle for still making out with guys after they ate all that gross stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no, uh, she really likes Brandon. He's really going to make it far as well. I don't know how far, but far. Yeah, she does really have a thing for him, which yeah. He's like sure. cute and nice and like seems sweet and I I don't have any alarm bells going off with him so not yet maybe we'll <laughs> have a few. <laughs> um, Chris still thinks he's been robbed of a one on one, which is just uh, so delusional, up, dude. Yeah, so delusional. Uh, and so like that night. By the way, Michelle's dress. I mean, Michelle's always dressed so well, but oh my god, that green sparkly dress. Ah, oh, so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. I, I, oh, I wrote it in all caps. Ugh, Michelle's dress is so good. The green sparkle, OMG. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is where I started to write piss baby over and over in my comments because that's it's like good note. the only thing that I can, besides dweeb, that I could describe Chris S. as. And like here he's just like upset about how all the other guys are taking time with her, but he hasn't gotten time with her, but he also doesn't try to get time with her. Mm-hmm. And he's having conversations with people. And, you know, it's like, Oh, did you have time with her? And they're like, yeah, well, didn't you? And he's like, no, I didn't get a chance, you know? And I can't like, remember. You didn't get a chance. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go make some magic happen, pal? I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Casey. I can't remember, but someone was like, uh, yeah, like why, this is the day where she said she wants people to step up and you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So what the hell? Um, uh, unsurprisingly, Clayton gets rose. I really don't. I don't. I don't get Clayton and Michelle necessarily. No, I don't. I don't get him. I mean, he's he's just like a blockhead. Like I'm not. Yeah, I keeps calling him a beef potato. Yeah, he's just, he's a, yeah. he's a Blake. You know, or yeah, but like Blake was at least Garrett. Canadian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least he's got he, that going. He's kind of like that virgin, except not a virgin. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's kind of got like, or like, you know, yeah, he's kind of got like the virgin guys who've been on the show vibes a little bit. <laughs> Big virgin energy. <laughs> no, like just because you know. I don't know, went to Mizzou, played football. Like, I know uh-huh. those guys, you know, I know <laughs> what they're like. Um, I, it does seem like there's a cute date on the horizon with him and like the kids and stuff. And I'm excited to see that because it seemed like he had a good rapport with them. 
So I'm sure that will be impressive to her. But that doesn't surprise me. He seems, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. He seems like the kind of guy, like when I went to college at a private school in Indiana, uh, that mm-hmm. didn't last very long. I left after three semesters. Uh, <laughs> they're like the first guy that I met on campus that I was like, oh, he's cute. And then he was like, oh, I can't wait. This is like literally one of the first things he said to me. We are like 18, 19. And he's like, I can't wait to get married. And my wife stays at home with the kids. And I was like, huh? And I said, what about daycare? And he goes, daycare is child abuse. (laughs) And I was like, well, crush gone. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, Clayton is a, uh, he's a a beefcake, but a soft boy. That's how I see him. He's just, Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a real softness to him, but he's, I mean, his arms are like thicker than my torso. So I'm not saying he's like as traditional as that. It's just like the vibe he gives off, but you know, maybe he's going on the show to expand oh, his Oh, here's horizons. my beefy trad virgin husband, Clayton. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. He's just very normcore, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll Super see. Super normcore. <laughs> Sorry, Clayton. I feel like he'd be like, yes, honey, you can put live, laugh, love all over this house. <laughs> oh, I love your Mackenzie Childs teapot. You know, oh, I got you another piece of Ray Dunn from Home Goods, babe. You, or, or you, you have three children together, and they're all named Mackenzie. Well, they all have Y's in their names and places that are inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Y's, all Y's. Lakin, 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 and Riverin and Moton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm <laughs> Oh, Clayton, we like you. Yeah, you're cool, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, he seems nice. (laughs) I'm sure you're totally chill and you can drink more Miller Lite than me. I don't know. You're fine, man. I'm just, I'm just. Mizzou, it was probably Natty Ice. But anyway. Listen, I'm just a guy who is disheveled in a hooded sweatshirt at a professional conference that people think is is going to the weed conference. So I have, I have nothing to stand on here. I'm a man without a foundation. Are you that Bible salesman? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. So Chris is like stewing and then he's like, well, I wanted to speak with her and I didn't get the opportunity. So I guess I'll do it tomorrow. Mm. Like he's like that person who takes time to write a bunch of like angry reviews on Yelp. Yeah. And I'm just over it. So we get to the one-on-one with uh, Nate and um, I missed some of it. I don't remember why. So I just like eating the salad. I don't know. Um, but they were on Lake Minnetonka, right? And mm-hmm. uh, did like speedboat and stuff and hung out with uh, her friends. And, you know, yeah, like the whole I'm glad that this part just blew over this whole like, I don't know, controversy about the one on one. I think he explained it well. I don't think that there's anything there. It's just so silly. Like he's like, well, this was what happened. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I don't whole know. thing was weird. I, I didn't understand that at all. But I thought it went well and he handled it well and mm-hmm. explained it as much as it needed to be explained. And I mean, I don't know. No spoilers, but there might be more controversy for him ahead. I'm not sure. Dum, dum, uh, dum. But the but the day date, I don't know. I didn't I didn't write a whole lot down at dinner. I just talked about I wrote about the conversation Michelle had about this and this really hit me. Where she was like really sick and she was, you know, with this guy and he decided to just bail on it and was like, I'm not dealing with it. And it turns out like, sounds like most of it, you know, was because of 
their relationship being toxic mm-hmm. and it was just doing a number on her. Oh, that was hard. That was hard to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad she like got to the bottom of it and I'm glad that she sorted her shit out. But that's just like what a terrible human from top to bottom that she was with. And uh, yeah, I thought that that was uh, really vulnerable for her to share and mm-hmm. Nate seemed to handle it well. And I don't know. I like Nate. I'm worried that there's some something's going to happen with Nate. That's yeah. going to make me turn on him. And I'm so I'm like feeling very guarded about the whole situation. I hope not. That's why. Yeah, I never I never try to like anyone too early on on The Bachelor uh, or just anyone in general, because you're always going to become disappointed at some point. Um, Remember when you were like really dedicated to not liking Zach and I just kept telling you you needed to like him and then he won. <laughs> anyway, just putting that out there. <laughs> I was just like, Zach is great. Why are you so reserved? And you're just like, and you're and you're just like, I will guard and protect my heart. Um, <laughs> I, biggest red flags for me right now among, or among people who are like actual contenders in my mind. I still don't get Martin. Like, He's nice enough. Oh, but. I don't like him at all. Oh, wait. And I wait. Oh, no. Uh, he talks. They get to this later. I mean, we can bring this up right now. After this one on one and she's like hanging out with the guys that Martin was like girls in Atlanta are high maintenance. I, w- I was expecting for Michelle to be like, you can leave now. <laughs> what I'm, is like, where the fuck do you get off saying that shit? What does I that even so mean? Mad. I don't even understand what that means. Like girls in Atlanta are high mate. It's he's it's a just pretty misog- large. He's city. a misogynist. Like I, there's no way that he's not. He seems no. insecure, and and like okay, nobody who carefully sculpts their eyebrow that mm-hmm. way can tell me that you don't like that someone else is high maintenance. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I- someone takes time to take care of themselves. Like, go fuck yourself, buddy. I don't like him at all. I like how he clearly takes a lot of time to craft and sculpt his image, but his image sucks. Well, (laughs) and then he said the word females, and I was like, all right, instant red flag. Females are are high maintenance in Atlanta, a large city where there's a lot of different people. (laughs) I don't understand. Females. I guess if you were like, you know... Women in Galveston, Texas are uh, stuck up. Well, I guess you could be like, it's a small enough wealthy community where sure. Uh, but I, I like Atlanta's huge. It's yes. gigantic. And it's very like spread out. Anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to different parts of Atlanta, Martin, personal <laughs> trainer. Yeah. <laughs> which means he doesn't have a job. You're not hanging out near campus where everybody just wears no, sweats. No, he just, he works at, at planet fitness. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like, but I do like that she challenged him and she's like, well, what makes, you know, cause I could tell she was cheesed mm-hmm. and she's like trying to give him a chance. I don't know why keep a certain number. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's going to make it that far, but she was like, uh, okay, well, what do you mean? Like that, you know, females are high maintenance. Like, what makes them high maintenance and like males aren't high maintenance? And I could tell that she was pissed off, but she was like keeping yeah. it together. And he and he kind of like fumbled over what he was saying. Like, oh well, I don't know. It's just uh, I'm just saying that well, I. I've like- been caught in a situation where I've clearly made you upset, but I don't want to. And then he said something like, uh, "Oh well, what was it exactly? Like, I don't think that." women should come into a relationship and expect the man to do everything. 
And he was like saying that under the guise of feminism. And she didn't buy that for a second. <laughs> she just starts laughing. And I was like, yeah, Martin's like, listen, as a male feminist, let me tell you something. Ugh. Like, he's like, I want to split is. the tab because <laughs> feminism. And it's like, or you could just buy me dinner and be nice. Like, <laughs> I still like it when someone buys me dinner just because I'm a feminist doesn't mean you can't buy me shit. Okay. Buy me more shit because yeah. pay inequality. Okay. <laughs> I also think that women should buy me a lot of stuff, but I haven't figured out a reason why. I just want stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just weird. It's like, yeah, it, it was just... A, clearly, she comes from a house where, like, her mom and dad seem to really love each other. I'm sure there's, like, an equitable divide of responsibilities in the house with no issues. And, like, the way he's framing it and explaining it just sounds like he's lazy and doesn't want to do nice things for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hate him. I hate him. Uh, hate so I, I mean, really want him to be God. He's no Chris S, but who No, is? but he said enough like red flaggy things that have made me go, I don't want to hang out with him. Like yeah. I wouldn't. If, At if least a Martin is good enough to backpedal. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and but, but he's he's already his mouth has already gotten him in trouble, right? Because even on right. the date, he said something dumb and then it's just like, oh, I just say what's on my mind, which is dumb guy speak for I say a lot of dumb things and people call me out on them. Yeah, he's just kind of a jerk. And like I don't you know, and sh and I think eventually she's gonna look at it and be like, Okay, so some of the, you know, the front runners like Brandon and Rodney and um, Joe and Nate and Clayton, none of them have said, at least that we've seen, anything that was like, oh, what? You know, like, that was kind of mm -hmm. weird. Why'd you say that? And in fact, some of them were in the shit to begin with and worked their way out of it without any trouble or any question. So that he just keeps stepping in shit, I think eventually she's going to be like, yeah, like <laughs> I have these consistent men around me uh, who aren't as high maintenance as you, Martin. So I'm going to let you go. But I was like really kind of hoping it was going to be one of those moments, you know, where like the bachelorette like tells off a guy with a, you know, like a big Katie speech or whatever. And then it's like, now you can leave. You know, I was like excited about that, but mm -hmm. it didn't happen. Maybe it'll still happen. Uh, but yeah, he he really drove me nuts. Uh, before we move too far, the other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, the whole Chris <laughs> uh, crashing Nate's date. Oh, uh, yeah. This, that this was is real. so weak. Like, ugh. Like, what? That's the funny thing, too, is like, if you are going to crash a one-on-one -on -one during the dinner part, you better be like, you better come in like dick swinging with some real good reasons to be fucking shit up. Otherwise, you're just, you're just ready to crash and burn. And I love how he was upset because he felt like she wasn't listening to him, which is insane. Like, just totally like he is way off base with this. And then he doesn't seem to realize that what he has chosen to do, like crashing this date is a bad thing. It, he is so incredibly self-centered. It is mind boggling. Yeah, it's, and he didn't really, he didn't bring anything new to what he was saying. And there was no like grand gesture or anything like that, you know, like, 
like the other guys were saying, you know, Michelle was frustrated that she didn't feel like the men were going out of their way to take time with her. They all the good dudes course corrected. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, I'm going to spend more time talking to you and spending time with you, whatever. Um, you know, including like Olu, who was before like punch me in the stomach. Like he's like, I'm going <laughs> to actually enjoyed. make an effort. Um, I haven't talked about him much because I just, he just hasn't got as much screen time. But it seems yeah. like he's about to get more. Like I think he's probably going to get a one on one soon because mm-hmm. I think they had some shots that made it look like he was going to get one. But um, yeah, but apparently Chris S is you know above these rules or beyond these rules and didn't he's get just the like memo. I'm going to interrupt your one on one date and then like basically berate you a little bit and try and get you to apologize to me, which is again, like, what are you thinking? Why, why is this a good idea in your mind? Can you imagine that? Like just if I I wonder if Chris stopped to think and at what point was he like, yes, this is the right path forward for me. This is, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to fuck up her date. She's going to apologize to me and then get rid of Nate. And we're going to just ride off into the sunset. You know, like <laughs> he's just one of those guys who nobody tells him no enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just gotten in some ways he reminds me of my ex who like got a lot of like family encouragement and just was like coddled and supported through all of his mediocrity. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, mm-hmm. no one told you that the way that you're acting or thinking is fucked up. And so now you think this is an okay way to be and, and now you're just using it out in the wild like with reckless abandon. And it's very awkward to watch. Um, It's just, to me, it just, he seems like one of the most sheltered people on the planet. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, so here, again, I'm going to quote from this Vulture article because it was very good. Um, first of all, the the title is, of the article is Much Ado About Vikings, which is very good. Um, but they said, okay, the date is interrupted by Chris S., who having spiraled down to the very bottom of his insecurities and straight through to the molten core of the earth, crashes the festivities, never a good move, and demands a private conversation. Nate is incredulous, but Michelle grants the request. Chris S. expresses that he feels really played by the whole situation, seeing as how he was never granted time during the after party, and he didn't want Michelle to make the wrong decision. The guy obviously doesn't have very much to stand on. With the authoritative uh, diplomacy of any veteran school teacher, she expresses appreciation for his attempt to, I don't know, do good, I guess, but body checks him for his insistence on speaking for her, which she needs absolutely no one to do. So she sends his ass packing and goes back to date, where the date is capped off with her marveling at their unsurpassed level of chemistry. Maybe Joe's lead isn't so wide after all. So they're team Nate. Mm. Um, But yeah, so that, that was the thing. It was like, yeah, I, when I think back to the ways people have crashed dates or, you know, things like that, they usually come with something, you know, uh, and a, a genius like Corinne's like, hey, whipped cream on a bikini, you know, and <laughs> like they're going to do something and, you know, like, oh, hey, can I steal you for a second? Here's like this fun thing that we're going to do. Even Tasha did it on that one date. She like, you know, pulled him away and was like, hey, let's go do this fun thing. So everybody makes it more exciting. And he just like decided to whine and be like, well, I think you made a mistake. And I'm coming here to tell you because I, 
my mommy says I'm a special little boy. Uh, what the way the, what I think of is like I spend too much time on TikTok these days, but there's there's like this saying that I've been hearing a lot on TikTok is like I think I girl bossed too close to the sun. That's kind <laughs> of what he did. I think. Oh yeah, he just he well, and it was good too because there's a point in this conversation where you can actually see him realize that what he has chosen to do was a horrible miscalculation, and it's beautiful. The only time I've ever liked Chris is just watching him break. It's nice. Yeah. He needs it though. He's got to be broken like a bunch more times if he's ever going to come out the other side as a decent human being. Yeah. Yeah. Got to break him like a wild stallion, a wild stallion that I wish was glue, but you know, <laughs> I was going to say like a, my little pony, but sure. Like my little pony. Break him like a, my little pony. Actually, you know what? No, I take that back because my little ponies have integrity. Mm, so, you know, yes. Rainbow yes. Dash would never take that shit. No. Never do Rainbow anything Dash like that. Would never, ever. <laughs> I actually don't know anything about the personalities of the ponies, but I do know their names because I'm around children. You know, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about them either. I, I choose to believe, though, that at least 17 percent of our audience is bronies for an unspecified reason. I so, really hope go. they are. Hello, bronies. Um, Hello, bronies. I'm Shout sorry. out to the brony listeners. Sorry, you don't have really conventions anymore. That's too bad. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I did watch that documentary. I understand you a little bit. So <laughs> anyway, uh, I have a couple little tiny notes at the end. Like, I do like Rick. I don't think he's going to make it to the final four. I would be surprised if he no. did. Um, but he's really nice. And uh, I thought it was sweet that he was like, yeah, I'd move to Minnesota. And he Oh, se- yeah. No, see on be- Paradise, Rick. You're, you're going to be uh, back. Yeah, yeah, this I agree. Your time. Oh, winter games. Uh, please, more winter games. Uh, more winter games. We need them. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's definitely there for the right reasons. And uh, Rodney, too. I th- I really think Rodney's going to be in the final four. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put that out there and say I, I love my blockheaded Rodney. He's so sweet. He's like a big really teddy bear. He's sweet. And like, he's a good. Yeah, like very secure man. And I mm-hmm. like that. And he's just got like a quiet confidence. So I don't know. I'm trying to think like, I guess the four that I would see right now would be Rodney, Joe, Nate, and Clayton, I guess. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Brandon. But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's that's your best. I mean, the only thing I can think of is. Now that villainous Chris has been removed, do we switch the villain lens to Martin? He's the only person left where you're like, okay, you're, you're a little slimy right now. Uh, and then does he weasel his way into the top four? I don't know. I, I feel like he could get cut. Um, also, with the number of people left, I, I really am thinking about it now. And we're, we're down to like, what, like eight guys maybe? Yeah, I think so. So I think we're, I mean, we're cruising towards hometowns. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my prediction that we're just going to ride it out in Minneapolis until the very end. Like and the then, final two or three. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll go to, who knows, somewhere, <laughs> some resort. Yeah, some resort. Um, yeah, so Casey gets sent home, which he overstayed his welcome. Um, and I don't even remember Leroy, but he got sent home. Yeah. Do you remember him? I don't. I mean. I I know that he exists, but I don't I don't remember anything about him specifically. He was an academic. He was born in Italy. Wow, PhD that's student. 
too sweet. Yeah, for this biomedical PhD student. I most of most of those nerds are gone now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, maybe. Oh, wouldn't it be fun if they had like an offshoot paradise type of deal? But it's just like with all of these like mathematicians and like biomedical students and stuff. Yeah, that'd Ooh, be fun. Maybe like a Beauty and the Geek. And <laughs> I I really did like that show. I'm not even going to lie. I really I did say, enjoy this, it. This sounds like a pitch for them to just bring back Beauty and the Geek. Bring back Beauty and the Geek. I like that show. It was better than people give it credit for. Like, it actually had heart. Anyway. Uh, Leroy loves go-karting and he does not like to gamble. And he's a big fan of breakfast in bed. What a sweetie. Oh, it's mm. too bad. I really don't remember him at all, which is so bad. But I don't, he didn't get much screen time at all. And no. that's episode five for you <laughs> is like you're there's still always going to be that one by the fifth week that you're like, who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he just kind of like filtered out and like Casey, totally a who guy, which is not an indictment of the quality of the person. No, Sometimes no. It is, but uh, it's he just seems you, really you didn't cool. get the camera time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He seems very interesting. I would be curious to hear more about him, especially because he like he was born in Italy. His parents came from Ghana and then they went to the US. Like so he's like worldly, he's smart, he loves brunch, okay? Uh seems like a good dude, but unfortunately we did not get to know him at all. And yeah, like Casey for some reason. Okay, this is this was you kept calling him like dollar store Ryan Reynolds or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's like Ryan Reynolds and Dax Shepard and then like but I don't know. But working it, as an advertising creative director. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like as a sh- like a shrinky dink, but then it got like soaked in water again. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it just came out a little distorted. And you're like, wait, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of see that. So he's got to go back to his advertising executive life, I suppose. And uh, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to say was it was that, yeah, that accusation of being an actor. I couldn't remember who said it. And because Chris S started going for Nate, I was like, oh, maybe it's him. So I'm actually, I was surprised to see that it was Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that, yeah. Because he he hasn't really said very much. You know, like we don't, he hasn't really gotten a ton of screen time when he mm-hmm. has it. It's positive and he doesn't. Yeah say that much he's not like one of the commentators in the group i feel like we saw casey doing that a lot rick has done that quite a bit like Mm -hmm. brandon a little bit like but not clayton so it's weird that this is the thing that he's coming forth with but this could be very creative editing it's hard Mm -hmm. to to say you know yeah well with this show i always err on the side of it's probably creative editing yeah, I just I I'm really hoping that there's like nothing wrong with you know with <laughs> Nate cuz I really like him. Oh, I'd be so sad. No, um, I do too. But what what do we say? These men these men are here to break your heart, Sammy. To disappoint yeah. you and break your heart. Everybody so uh yeah, it sounds like Leroy might make it to paradise because everybody f- freaked out on Twitter. <laughs> When he left. Really? They were upset? Yeah, everyone thinks he's such a cutie. Like, I think he's I mean, a cutie, I mean, he's great. He's great on paper. He seems nice. But I, how can anyone, like, I? yeah, I'm going to go to bat for this guy who had, 
He was on a TV show for a month and a half and had a grand total of 15 seconds on screen. Like, Everyone thinks, well, this was like, this was the origin of Grocery Store Joe. You never know. True. You never know. They can really surprise you. But then like Matt Donald was like that other one. And then he didn't really, he kind of no. fizzled out. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> I'm reading all these tweets and people are mad because Martin got to stay and he got to go. So yeah. That's true, because, yeah, Martin sucks. So everybody's upset. <laughs> Someone used that cries in Spanish picture. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so any other predictions? Anything else you think? there? There is crying ahead. Uh, I do like some good crying. Yeah. Do you think anyone's going to, like, leave? Hmm. Is someone going to leave? Hmm. I'll tell you what. What if, what if Nate Nate walks away? There's there's my prediction. What if Nate Joe walks, walks away? Away. I want somebody to somebody's always got to walk. Away. I don't I want, want to Joe away. to walk away, but wouldn't that make for interesting television? Oh yeah, that would be that would be real tough. I would imagine because he's he's definitely like he's punched his ticket. In it's like the when top Dad four. Michael left. Oh, <laughs> that was so sad. How's Katie doing? Is she doing okay? Do you know? I hope sure. she's doing okay. I haven't talked to her lately. I just hope she's doing okay. And I hope that Michael's still sending her like, you know, little thirsty tweets and stuff like (laughs) Instagram messages, like, cause she deserves it. Um, let's see. Oh, first post I see on her, on her Instagram is, a. oh, it's a vibrator. Of course. Of course. Gotta have it. She got, she got a brand deal for a vibrator. Good for you. Oh my God. Get that vibe money, girl. Oh, I'm so proud of her, honestly. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'm just like peeking through like do any heart eyes on any of the things? Nah, okay. Well, whatever. Um I just really I hope oh, she's got a very cool McDonald's uh gear going on that's also sponsored. Um Yeah, I don't know. I just oh Oh, five days ago she posted and it just said begin again at Taylor Swift. So oh. she's in that red phase right now. I mean, who isn't? That's yeah. all my friends on Spotify. That's all they do is listen to Taylor's version. Is that is that it? Really? That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing today. It was just straight row at Taylor's version or column, I should say. I really, I mean, I don't really know. I I know that she's re-releasing a bunch of stuff, but that's about the extent of what I know. So the, I mean, basically the short version of it is, and some Swifty can, you know, swiftly correct me if I'm wrong here. Basically someone bought the rights to her music and like sold it to some grotesque hedge fund like entity. Uh, She tried to buy it back, could not buy it back. So instead, what she has chosen to do is re-record all of her albums because she still has the performance and recording rights and then re-release them. So by putting those on streaming and, and you know releasing them, then the fans will purchase Taylor's version and not purchase the hedge fund version. Also, every single time she re-releases a new album as Taylor's version, it devalues the old music. So she's basically putting the screws to these people that, uh, I do love that. Yeah. While also really making herself quite rich. So yeah, yeah, it's a win-win. That's, you know, 
Um, that's like the good kind of girl boss, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best kind of girl boss one can do. That's very girl boss of you. Yeah. And it, they're not just straight re-recordings either. From what I understand, there's like all these B-sides and unreleased stuff and, and all kinds of goodies. So the Taylor fans are very happy. Well, I'm proud of you all, you Taylor fans. You, I don't really know much about it, uh, but <laughs> I, <laughs> but I am on TikTok, so I'm still relevant. I'm hip. I'm with it. I'm with it. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it? <laughs> what it is is new and scary. It'll happen to you. Okay, and with that, I'm just gonna close because it's not gonna go up from there. So there bye go. everyone. Take care of yourselves and others. Uh be good, be safe, be healthy. Uh if you're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you do it in a safe and healthy and happy way. And we will talk to you right before Thanksgiving as well. And don't do needle drugs. I didn't think I could hold that note for that long. <laughs> a little, like a little vibrato going on. The musicianship on this podcast. That's right. I don't have any formal training at all. <laughs>